This is Wolfish on Web3. Your guide through the new world of blockchain, crypto, DeFi, NFTs, and knowing yourself as your greatest asset. Now that's Wolfish. With your hosts, Dwayne Moffat and Jake Anderson. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode here of Wolfish on Web3. Today, Dwayne and I, we're going to talk about Web3 safety. Uh, this is something that we we really need to cover early on because, you know, one one of the ways we want to really design this podcast out is to also kind of serve as a little bit of an onboarding process for people if they are in, if they're not in Web3 and they're not used to things like setting up a wallet and you know, getting involved and participating in the space, then, you know, there needs to be in the very beginning before you really get started, you really need to understand how to do this safely and securely. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. Also, Jake, like it's always a good reminder for the people that have been in the space and, and like using wallets and stuff, just, it's always a good reminder to stay on top of security and safety and know what you're doing because all it takes is one misstep or one forgotten passphrase or seed phrase mm-hmm. and you're locked out and that's it. Like, um, you know, when we were talking about this episode and what we should talk about, there was a lot of things that came up in the technical side, but there's also that, um, we talked about that extreme personal responsibility piece. <laughs> yeah. And so I, yeah, I'll let you take the lead, but there's a lot to talk about in this episode, actually. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's it's interesting when you get into like crypto, like getting into crypto will actually help you be safe and, and secure in, in all aspects of like your involvement on the Internet, not just Web3 and dealing with that. I, I'll share a, I'll share a little story with you. Um, yeah. This has not this this is about safety and security, but it actually has nothing to do with 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 being on like a decentralized finance protocol or being in, in crypto. My, uh, somebody I know, I won't, I won't mention their name, had a situation where they were selling a piece of property and the title company, somebody had hacked their email and then had sent a fake email that had, um, no, no, what was it? They got, somehow they got hold of the email and then they fax, cause they were still dealing with fax machines on information. So they somehow like intercepted the, the information about the, the closing of this piece of property and had sent a fax to the title company or the attorney that was like kind of handling the closing with a different bank account on where they're supposed to send the funds. And the attorney didn't even, didn't double check on the, where to send the wire. So they ended up sending like $150,000 to some random bank account. And it all like came from, you know, something that was like in an email. So like, I want to make, I want to make something really clear. Like this is, this is about web three safety, but this is also like, you're going to find that a lot of things we're talking about can also be applied to other aspects of your life. It's just a way that you need to be thinking about how to keep yourself safe. Like we live in a digital age now. And that's just the reality of the situation. So we need to be keeping ourselves safe online. And I would definitely say that crypto, getting into the blockchain, crypto, Web3, whatever term you want to call it, that space has helped uh, both of us. I know I can speak for both of us here. It has helped us really adopt sound behavior and, and, and ways to navigate the Internet in a way that keeps us just safe, regardless if we're in Web3 or Web2 or what have you. So 
in yeah. extreme personal responsibility is a really big one. Um, but I think the best way to kind of explain some of this stuff is kind of talking about some of the lessons that we've learned. Um, unfortunately, the hard way. I just shared a lesson that <laughs> this particular individual, they're still, I think they're still dealing with this situation. It's a huge mess, right? And it's not even a web three situation, but this, but that's what's, that's the thing. It's like there's scammers and lurkers everywhere. And since it's decentralized and, um, there's not really clear regulations yet, it's kind of the wild west. So, um, so Dwayne, do you got any, any stories, anything that you would want to share just through your experience of being in Web3 that has helped you from a safety security standpoint that, that has helped you adopt sound behavior? Cause that's the big thing right here that I think, you know, oh, we're talking sure. about is just the behavior piece. Like one thing that we've, you know, really learned and tried to lean into is the slow down, <laughs> you know, just slow down. If you feel like you're FOMOing into like a quick trade because you're trying to get in there fast. Or if you, you know, to, to slow down and just double check, are you sending it to the right address? Are you, is it the right contract? Is it a verified source? Yeah. Where did you get your information from? Um, there's been a few times, <laughs> unfortunately, mm -hmm. where I've like felt that, that rushing and that FOMO. And, and if I would have just stepped away, and just, you know, refocused and, and got back at it later. I really didn't miss an opportunity. You know, I, I actually just by rushing caused myself to be in a risky spot where if I clicked the wrong link or whatever, mm -hmm. it could, you know, seriously compromise my wallet. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about how we set up our wallets. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in the strategy of if we're, you know, playing in the DGEN world where we're doing, you know, trades on Uniswap or, or PancakeSwap. And if we have like our long-term investments when we move them over into a hardware wallet. So like, I know you have, um, that awesome document that you put together. Do you want to talk about that or what? Yeah. Um, uh, so there's definitely some resources that we're going to, I'm going to put together like before we even started this podcast, I was creating, it was like a decentralized finance onboarding guide and it covers everything from how to set up your wallet, safety, security. Um, there's also the wolf, uh, the, or the guardian Academy, um, has a really good safety and security protocol, um, that I'll also be referencing, but I'm going to be creating some resources for that. Uh, but I want to, before I get too deep in that, I want to make a comment on something that you're talking about when it comes to slowing down. And, and I actually have a, um, I actually, I got scammed one time. This is the last <laughs> time, this is the last time that I've, I've only been scammed a few times and I'll, I'll share a little story. And it also kind of ties into the story I, I shared earlier about, um, this person I know who had the issue with the, the sell of the land. Um, Dwayne makes such a important point here about slowing down and double checking. And again, this is this is not just with crypto stuff you're doing. This is anytime you're on the internet, and especially when money's involved, mm -hmm. because if you if you're not careful, I mean this this particular attorney wasn't careful that she didn't double check this mat, make sure that the routing number and account number matched the bank that they're supposed to send it to. Like if that would have just taken one second to slow down and double check that, there would have never been an issue, right? And you know it happened to me one time when. Uh, I was on, I was on Twitter. This is like back in, I think this is like back in February, maybe something like that. It was earlier this year. Um, I'm kind of like embarrassed by the story. So I don't tell a lot of people, but I'll, I'll share, <laughs> I'll share it on the podcast. So 
there was I was on Twitter and I was like really, you know, in just that state of euphoria because the everything, especially during that time, like all of our stuff was just firing off, man, making all this money and you know, so it was just like felt unstoppable, right? And yeah. I feel like there's just nothing to stop you. And I was on Twitter. There's a NFT project called Doodles, and Doodles is uh, it's got like a I don't know, a, like a floor of 15 ETH, which basically means it's like the lowest offer that if you wanted to buy a Doodle, like the lowest price you could get would be 15 ETH, which yeah. is what twenty thousand dollars worth of ETH, yeah. like right now. But at that time, you know, Ethereum was. $3,500 a, a coin. So do the math on that. We're talking, I mean, these are very highly, highly valuable NFTs. Well, I was on, I was on Twitter and somebody had made a, a account that was duplicated from the actual founder of Doodle's account. And I had followed that and I thought I was following the founder's account, but I was actually following a scam Twitter account and didn't realize it. And I saw them make a post and they said, Hey, we're, um, we're minting the space doodles, which is like, I guess a derivative collection from the doodles collection. And it's only like 0.1 ETH. We're almost sold out. And I was like, I just remember things like, what? I can't believe like, really? Like that's, that's what it is. I'm like rushing to grab my, my Chromebook. I'm like, I didn't even like look at anything. Like I've got to get one of these. And I go to the link or I go to the website. Website looks exactly because this is what these scammers will do. They're, they're getting smarter. They, he actually or she, whoever it was that did this, duplicated the website, duplicated the account, like completely duplicated the project. And I thought I was on a legit project site. So I connect my wallet and I click mint and it just spun like, it, you know, just spun for a second and nothing happened. I'm like, what's going on here? And next thing I know, there was like $600 worth of ETH that was just out of my wallet. And all it, all I did was just approve a contract for them to take money out of my, or take Ethereum out of my, my MetaMask wallet. And I remember that whole day, I was, I felt so just defeated and humiliated, like kind of like humbled down back to earth. It's like, see, that's why you don't rush. That's why you don't FOMO. FOMO for anybody who doesn't know, fear of missing out is what that stands for. And when you do that, it ends up putting you in this position where you end up, you end up losing definitely more than you'll ever win if you're trying to rush and FOMO. So that's why I say like individual responsibility is really important. And it's something that if, as long as you can practice sound responsibility in your behavior online, whether it be in web three or even in web two, you'll likely be okay. Like you'll probably avoid you'll reduce the probability of getting scammed by, I don't know, like something substantial. I don't like using arbitrary percentages, but like 99% chance, like less. Yeah. And, um, cause there's a lot of like social engineering and things like that, that they do, the scammers are doing and they're just getting smarter. Like don't, don't click random links. Like just be very careful about clicking around on the internet because you can just click a link and the next thing you know, it's downloaded malware onto your computer and now they're able to, yeah. to do all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, like I don't want to scare people off, but you do have to have a certain a certain um, level of fear of that. You know that that I think that increases your your awareness of what you how much responsibility you actually do have when you play this play in this world. Um, so yeah, like if you take care of yourself and and follow the steps and 
the safety protocols that we have learned, mm-hmm. you'll be in a good position. You just got to be careful, right? Like, um, it's not, not everybody gets scammed, but there is, you know, yeah. that, um, like you said, they are getting smarter. So you got to be aware of that and conscious of that at all times. Yeah. And, and, and I just can't stress the point enough, regardless if you choose to participate in the Web3 space or not, this is going to be good information for you anyway, because you're yeah. not, you're not, um, shielded from it just because you're not in Web3. Like this is also, this can very well happen to you in, in the internet, you know, and see today. Yeah. Um, one other thing I also want to bring up, and this also ties into individual behavior is, is advocating responsibility to the others when it comes to making decisions. So, uh, I mean, Dwayne, how many times have you seen people just show up in a telegram chat or a discord going, just asking for somebody just showing up very helpless. Like, like, I don't know how to do any of this. Can somebody help me? And can somebody give me the contract? And like, you don't, you don't know who's all in that telegram and you just ask everyone in there to like, just drop you a contract link. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah like how crazy does that it, it sounds crazy to us but um when you ask a whole group of people to answer your question and you're like just trusting that they're going to help you somebody can easily drop a wrong contract link and then you're like oh okay i'll just use this one and there you go now you just opened up your wallet to that contract <laughs> exactly exactly you have to like you need to go down to the core like if you're in a project and first off, make sure it's a, and we'll talk about this in a minute, a little bit more detail, but when it comes to like where you're investing and like, like the projects you are investing in. So this mm-hmm. is assuming you're in an actual like legitimate project and this is not some sketchy degen, degenerate play type deal. Like you're in a good project, like the Wolf Den or, you know, or any of those projects that we love that we'll be talking more about. Um, you know, it's legitimate, but if you show up there, they're going to have the resources, they're going to have that information. But if you show up very helpless and you're not willing to at least put in some time to, um, to, to, to find the answer yourself. Yeah. To look around, use the search function, um, you know, formulate good questions and mm-hmm. you'll get good answers, but to just come in and ask somebody to, you know, directly point you to wherever you want to go. Yeah, you got to take a certain amount of personal responsibility there. So there's some consequences that I want to highlight to this particular behavior. Like the first one is the fact that you're if you're not willing to do any research, you're 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 creating a an operating system for yourself where I'm not willing to do research. I just want to show up. I want to make this as easy as possible. And and I'm telling you right now, again, regardless if it's in Web three. Real estate, stocks, bonds, doesn't matter where you're at. If that's how you behave, you're not going to be successful. If you always feel like you got to push that responsibility onto somebody else. So just do yourself a favor and take that extra time to research. But more specifically, yeah, like in but, crypto. But Jake, if I, if I give that responsibility to somebody else, can't I blame them if it goes wrong? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why Dwayne and I don't offer uh, consulting services for <laughs> DeFi. We actually thought about that one time. We're like, eh, yeah. I don't know if I want to do that now. Um, yeah. the, uh, oh, the other thing too, and this is something that will happen if you like really show up helpless, is that the scammers are lurking in these communities. You know, you can't, I mean, anybody can join a Telegram and Discord and follow through the prompts and uh, and they're lurking, like they're look, lurking in the background. And when you show up helpless, you are just like fresh meat. Like, oh, yeah. look, here's somebody who has no idea what they're doing. 
and asking questions that shows that they have no idea what they're doing. And then they'll DM you privately pretending sometimes they'll duplicate like the actual person. Like yeah, I remember man. Daniel and Forge, I got like a fake Daniel hitting me up asking me like some stuff. I'm like, who are you? Like, I know you're, I know you're a scammer. You're not the yeah, bad because, name. because in those, in the good communities, they always, always remind you, we will not DM you first. Like mm-hmm. if you're getting random DMs from, um, the founders or the builders of the project, that is 99% a scam. Yeah. You have to really, that's, that's one of the things. And I've got a document. I call it the seven points of rec proof behavior. And it's something, yeah. again, while I was creating this guide and, uh, one of the points in there is to avoid unsolicited advice or support. Like if somebody reaches out to you randomly to offer support, it's, it's a scammer. Just assume it's a scammer. It's probably, um, I don't like if, if a, if a person who is running a web three project thinks it's okay to reach out to their community through a private DM randomly to offer support for them. And that's how they operate. Then I question the project owner if they're even like competent enough to even because because that's just not good practice. That's that's key. Yeah. That's putting people in a position of of, um you know, it's, that's threatening the safety of the community when you see that. So um, so you got to really be careful about, you know, definitely the random DMs um, advocating responsibility. Uh, let's see here. You know, we talked a little bit about scammers getting smarter. They're just getting smarter. I mean, that's why, I mean, you'll see, I I saw one today. There was somebody who posted some, somebody had gotten scammed and I don't know. There's like a bunch of technicality to it, but it all comes down to somebody trusting the wrong people, clicking links they shouldn't be clicking. Um, and you know, you can really easily fix all this by just being extremely cautious when it comes to the links that you're clicking, the people that you're trusting. And, yeah. you know, I wouldn't like if, if, if somebody sent me a link, it's going to, I'm only going to click it. If it's somebody that I know, like there has been some conversations, there's a relationship there. Like I actually like pretty much know that this is not, I know for a fact that this is not a scammer. This is somebody that I know and I've got a relationship with, but if it's just a random person that I'm talking to, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be very weary of, of that. One of the- one of the things I'd like to highlight in this safety and security, like we've talked about, you know, the responsibility and not clicking links and everything, but mm-hmm. also when you first get started and setting up your MetaMask wallets and you're setting up, you know, a hardware wallet and your tracers and stuff, one of the things that I'd just like to highlight is uh, learning how to use those properly mm-hmm. because you can set them up once and think you're okay and then if say all of a sudden your MetaMask doesn't load on your browser and you got to like reinstall it and you're not familiar with those kind of processes and you type in a wrong passphrase or a wrong seed phrase and it locks you out. Yeah. You're locked out for good. <laughs> like if you can't get in back into your wallet with uh because you forgot the seed phrase or misplaced it or whatever, there goes your whole portfolio, you know? Right. So, um, I know when I was first setting up the Tracer, it was, it was a, just a different process that I wasn't used to, right? So I got everything, I got my Tracer set up and I moved all my wallet over there. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't touch my Tracer for like a week or two. And then when I went to back, because it was long-term holds, right? So I mm-hmm. put them over in my Tracer, left them there, didn't think about it. Then when I went back into just like, I forget what I was doing, either moving some more over there or whatever. And I couldn't get back into my Tracer. Like, 
just for some reason, the process, I wasn't doing it right. And it was not letting me do my trade. And I was like, Oh my, what have I done? I've just like locked all this stuff up and I, and I totally forget the steps, but I eventually like just slowed down. Mm-hmm. I found the Tracer setup video again and just went through step by step and managed to get in there and, and make the trade. But, but it was just that, um, just not knowing how to use the tools. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I want to highlight that. Like if, if you're setting up a wallet, it's a good idea to just, you know, practice, practice reinstalling it and know where to put in your seed phrase and know what, what buttons to click at the right time. Um, and just use small amounts, make a couple of small trades, you know, uninstall your MetaMask off your browser, reinstall it a couple of times just to get familiar with that process. So you're comfortable Mm -hmm. if you ever do lose it that, oh yes, this is what I do to get my money back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, especially when it comes to, if you're not familiar with it or you haven't, or you haven't gone through the, the process. Don't, um, don't ape, don't ape in with it. Like just use like a, like a small amount test, make sure that you, you, you understand and it works. Um, again, this is part of the whole slowing down process. You have to, you know, create a little bit of inconvenience and, or convenience and safety tend to be adversely related to each other. Like if you want more safety, you need, you you might be more inconvenienced, right? If you want more convenience, you might be forfeiting some safety. It's got, so. yeah, and like, <laughs> I always think of like those small little transfers as just paying a learning fee, right? but you don't want that learning fee to be $10,000 that you just like sent into nowhere land. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So you want, uh, you want them to be like five bucks or two bucks or whatever, just exactly. to, you know, make sure the transfer is going to the right wallet or whatever. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's funny. It's, it's the cost of education and yeah. you, you actually have full control over that cost of education. There was something that you said I wanted to touch on in that same vein of conversation. Oh, seed phrase, private keys. Yes. Do not ever like you and God are the only people who know what that is. So when you when you go through and this is something I'm going to put together as far as a resource is how to properly set up a wallet. And when I when I'm talking about this, this is a wallet that you have custody over the crypto. It means or the, over the keys, over the private keys. Yeah. These are the keys to the kingdom. And the, uh, this is also in the seven points of right proof behavior is you need to hold the keys to the kingdom. So if you have crypto sitting in like a centralized exchange, like a Coinbase or Binance or uh, KuCoin or whatever, those platforms actually hold the private keys which gives them control. They can lock it up. They can, you know, freeze withdrawals. Like they can do all kinds of stuff um, since they actually hold the keys. Now, if you have a MetaMask wallet, I call them DeFi wallets. I think some people call them browser wallets or software wallets or what have you, but you actually are, you're going to get the seed phrase. You're going to get the private key to the wallet. And um, so when you actually import your wallet and unlock it you have to use that seed phrase to be able to it's like your pat it's a password basically right um but it's the password that is if anybody has that seed phrase they can go in and they can they could get they have full access to whatever money or crypto that's yeah they can they can just simply install your metamask on their on their computer and have full access to it (laughs) yeah yeah. So that's why you never so like, give it away. <laughs> yeah. And like you can go deep on those seed phrase storages. Like you can uh, imprint it on steel so it doesn't burn in case your house burns down. You can like 
I've heard people creating treasure maps to like hide their words. And, you know, there's all sorts of um, extremes that you can go to having, you know, never putting them on online, like don't type them into a Google doc and just yeah. save it on Google drive, <laughs> right. like hand, write, hand, write them out, um, make a double, make a duplicate copy, keep them in two separate places, you know, just little basic standard practices to for that seed phrase but just know that seed phrase is the keys <laughs> it is yeah yeah what what i do um so i've got like a uh i've got like a fire safe i probably shouldn't say this online in case somebody wants to find me <laughs> it's okay um it's okay I, I i don't mind uh because i've got other contingencies in place but anyway there's a fire safe that i have somewhere in this world and uh, there's a couple things. I'll share a couple things. This is one that you can do. There's a fire, get a fire safe. Um, and, and what I do is I write it out on um, like a piece of paper and then I laminate that piece of paper and then um, and then I put it in my fire safe. So that way it's fireproof, like it's not exposed to you know potentially burning. So I don't have to get the steel thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a safe, so it gives me multiple, you know, uses. You could also get a fire, um, a safety deposit box at a bank. Uh, and by the way, I probably, we probably should have said this in the beginning. None of this is financial advice. You, we're just <laughs> sharing information. I mean, there's a, the legal disclosure, right? This is not yeah. financial advice. Uh, but, but, this, but seriously, like, this is just some things to think about when it comes to securing. And these are some things that I'm hearing, um, and also that I'm doing too that I think sound pretty reasonable in terms of safety. Like you're, you're always going to have, like when it comes to risk, like you have your risk, the inherent risk of, I have this seed phrase. There is a potential that, you know, I could lose this. There is the potential that my house could burn down. And because I had it written on paper that burned up too. So it's like, how can I mitigate the risk? Okay. Well, I can put it in a fire safe or here, right? Go ahead, Drain. Um, I actually, um, talk to Erin about this and she's not into crypto. She know, has no idea how to do any of this. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's, I actually have um, step-by-step directions on how to contact you. If I was to ever like perish, <laughs> like say yeah. at work or driving home or whatever, if there was un, like un, an unfortunate accident, if she had to recover our portfolio, there's actually directions for her to take steps to contact you or, you know, and, and start the process of recovering that. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you got to go to these extremes sometimes. Well, it's, it's, it's one of those things where if, if you wait till it's too late to do stuff like that, then it's already too late. And yeah, um, I have the same thing. I've got like a little, um, you know, packet that kind of walks through, uh, not too detailed. Cause I know like if Becky had my wife, if she had to go through and, and, uh, and try to recover this. And even if I had a bunch of guides, she would, she would get lost somewhere in the process. <laughs> so it's like, Hey, you know, give, give Dwayne a call. I also got another friend of mine. You know, I got like a couple of people that yeah. these are people that, you know, I know for a fact, they're would, yeah, they're com- well, not only competent, but like people that I know would, would, would not do anything weird or sketchy. Like there are people yeah. I know and trust and have relationships with. So it's kind of like your godparents almost, you know, or for your yeah. kids. It's like, how would you pick them? That's the same person that you should also probably send to, to um, you know, do perform a function like this if, if the event <laughs> ever came to it. So, um, 
Well, listen, we're kind of getting near to the end. We try to keep these around like a half an hour. Um, yeah. I want to wrap up with just a couple things. I want to talk a little bit more about the resources yes. and um, make that very clear. Uh, I, by the time this podcast releases, we'll see where I'm at. It, it, this is all going to be mainly linked up in the Medium article. So uh, what I'm going to have a Medium article written for this episode that's going to kind of highlight some of the main points. But then I'm going to create resources which I've actually already created. I just need to organize the information. I actually want to put together some videos as well because some of this stuff needs to be visually explained through a video, like setting up um, a couple of these things. I'll just start here, like how to set up your your wallet, right? Yeah. So these wallets that you have, they are um, Chrome extensions. They have a Chrome extension. So you, you're able to connect. It's like if you ever use Google Chrome, you got those little extensions and the way it works is you're able to connect that wallet to a website. They're called decentralized applications or protocols. So if I want to swap, you know, swap coins or trade, or if I want to buy an NFT, you know, it's got to, you got to connect your wallet to that website to be able to perform those functions. So it's easy. It'll be just easier for me to just kind of show like how that process works and how to get it set up. Um, Dwayne was talking about a Tracer. You know, those are hardware wallets that you use to secure. It's actually like a physical device and this adds a layer of security. So, you know, you essentially have this device. It's physical. It's in your hand. In order to conduct a transaction with that wallet, you got to have that physical device. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that, um, it just, again, so like, okay, now somebody has, has a physical device in order to, to, to take money out of here or do a transaction. So yeah. you add these layers of security. So I'm going to, you know, there's going to be a wallet section with this that I'm going to be creating on how to set up your wallet, how to connect it to a tracer. Um, and then I'm going to have the seven points of rec proof behavior. That's really just going to talk about the key areas that you need to be focused on. We covered some of those today in terms of slowing down, you know, watching where you click, avoiding uns- unsolicited advice. Um, There's also going to be a link. uh, There's a safety and security protocol uh, from Guardian Academy, and that's really good. Um, It's it's a bit of a deeper dive. You'll see some crossover between what I'm creating, what they've created. But I want to give you both resources because you you can't you can't learn enough about safety and security, in my opinion, when it comes to just being online. Um, and then also I'll have like a recommended hardware and software, you know, and, and again, these are things like that are good for, like I use like, for instance, LastPass. I talk about, it's just a, uh, password manager. Like this mm-hmm. is something I use in all aspects of my life. It's not just web three. So this is just like a good, you can almost think of it as yes, it's web three safety and security, but it's really just online safety and security. Yeah. It's, it's just helping you stay safe and secure online. You know, we're talking about Web3. This is just a transition into the new version of the Internet. But security still is the same in Web2 as in Web3. There's a few more things you got to think about in Web3. But um, but don't think that you're, you know, immutable here just because you're not in the Web3 <laughs> space. Like you're still at risk of a lot of these things that we're talking about. So this is just important for you to know uh, anyway. So I'll kind of leave it that. Dwayne, you got any final thoughts before we wrap it up here? Yeah, I just want to like highlight your medium articles, man. You've been rocking those out and they're <laughs> looking awesome. So, um, you know, re- reference the show notes that'll have the links to the mediums, you know, hit the follow on that for sure because some of the content Jake's putting on there is just excellent. And, um, yeah, really looking forward to this, Jake. Uh, loving the wolfish on web three and remember everybody stay wolfish. 
You've been listening to Wolfish on Web3. We hope you enjoyed the show. For real-time updates and news on crypto, NFTs, and mission-driven projects making waves in the Web3 space, follow us on Twitter at Wolfish on Web3. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. And always remember to stay wolfish.